ones to follow. This is Black Bookers on Radio Tab. It's time for Black Bookers, and let's uh, go back to the meeting at Doombin on Wednesday. Now, it's worth pointing out when you see figures out of this meeting, the track was very quick. Uh, it was assessed as a good four, but stewards reassessed the track to a good three after the running of race two. So times were quick on the day, just worth keeping in mind. However, in saying that, you still have to black book this winner from race two, a horse called Action King, trained by Kelly Schwitter, who's got some nice horses in training at the moment. And this is certainly, I think, at the top of the tree. It was raced by uh, Ron and Judy Wanless. He's a three-year-old by Harry Angel. We saw him trial well before his debut run at Eagle Farm. He was at that flag hall maiden, and he got uh, squeezed up at the start, long way back, came home strongly along the rail. But we knew he had speed, so when he went to Dooman on Wednesday, Jimmy Orman rode uh, again from barrier one. He was quickly on the mark, straight to the lead, and it was a cakewalk. The margin was over four lengths, but the time is worth talking about. And as I said, I know the timers were quick on the day, but he ran 59.61, home in 32.8. So I'll just put that in perspective. Hootson, of course, was that brilliant mare of uh, several uh, seasons ago. She holds the 1,050 track record at Doombin at 58.83. He's within a second of Hootson's record, and he was having only a second start. And rarely, outside of you know uh, open handicaps, you don't see them breaking 60 for the 1,050. He's gone 59.61 and did it on his ear. Wherever he starts next start, he should be winning. He's a very good three-year-old. He was the star of the show on Wednesday on a more than worthy black book up Action King. I like the run of It's Me, Mario, in the third race. We're going to black book It's Me, Mario, a three-year-old, trained by Corey and Kylie Gearin, mum and son training partnership, and they have a great strike round. Of course, they just missed out with Nico Spur uh, on Saturday. But uh, It's Me, Mario had only had one start prior to its first up run at Doombin on Wednesday. It won its maiden in Toowoomba back in May over the 8.50. It drew a wide gate at a tricky start on Wednesday, drew barrier eight, and got a long way back. So you would have thought over the 1,050, if it can pass a few, it would be good. Well, it passed every horse by the winner, sharp and power. So I thought the run was good. There was no market support. It got out to $16. So I'm suggesting it's going to take a lot of benefit from that performance, It's Me, Mario. And you may well see it up in Toowoomba at a Saturday meeting next time out. But it'll be in a Class 1 somewhere. But that run was very encouraging first up. Stay on its trail. Black Book it. It's me, Mario. And my last one to Black Book is a horse called Outburst, who started at $31 in race 8. This was the race won by Bo Rumble. And uh, we were mentioning times. Well, the time was sharp here, 18.9 for the 1,200 metres. Outburst, uh, it was considered too short for him first up. But I liked his finishing effort. He ran home well. Beaten just under two lengths by Bo Rumble. He does have a good second up record. He'll be fitter next time and expect him to go to maybe 1,400, maybe even 1,600 metres. He needs a win on the board. I get that, but I like that run first up, so I'm happy to be with him next time out and he'll be at reasonable odds. So let's play book Action King. It's me, Mario, and Outburst from Dooman on Wednesday. Let's have a chat now with Jared Daffy's on the line. Jared, good morning. Morning, David. We go to Albion Park on Thursday night. Tell us about mm. why Mrs Musgrave goes in the Black Book. Pretty impressive. It won earlier in the night for Reynold Adard. Always got a handy one in his kennel, uh, Reynold. And it's won three from six, Mrs Musgrave. Came out uh, really well. Led early, 5.58 and an overall 29.96, which was the best of the night, given the inexperience that she's got at the moment. I think there's plenty more wins there ahead. And from the same program, inevitable 
for Selena Zamet. Gee, it's a good dog, this one. It ran second to Deem Delia. It was beaten three and three quarters in 30 and 18. It should have won. It's uh, it's by Seneki. It's won 10 from 26. Three starts ago, it ran 30 and 16 to Dipswich. So you get a bit of an indication of how big its motor is. Inevitable. Inevitable and Mrs Musgrave from Albion Park. Finnis Jewel is the black booger from Angle Park. This is an interesting one. Finnis Jewel went round in those match races... Uh, South Australia v the All-Stars last Thursday night and it ran second in its match race but it ran second to Scalacci which ran 30.04 and of course won the South Australian Derby the week before. It's uh, absolutely airborne Scalacci but although beaten five and a half lengths finished Jill still ran 30.43 in being beaten and picked up a fair amount of ground there at the finish so uh, it'll go around in the Adelaide Cup heats this week. I don't know whether it can win that or not but um, it's won six from 12 so far. Obviously, when the good dogs go back to Victoria or wherever they uh, they are going to, uh, Finnish Jewel might have some easy pickings there locally. So uh, keep an eye on it going forward. And just on that Adelaide Cup, David, those seats are Thursday night. Now, they'll be drawn today, as I understand it. As soon as we get an eye on the draw, not only will we have the heat prices up for Thursday night, but also a new updated market uh, to win it, obviously, with Scalacci winning that match race the other night. He goes into the final, so he's already there. He'll be the favourite. OK, that's uh, Angle Park. Now, uh, Sandad on Thursday night, what was the one that caught your eye there? Fab's Vegetable. It's a rather weird name, this one. There's a few of these Fab's Greyhounds going around. Tom Daly's got them all. And this one's certainly come of age. It's been around for a while, 46 starts. It's won 12 of those, but... It came out humming from box three, ran 5.02 early, which is the quickest we've seen it do so far. An overall 29.29, a skim back over its form. Uh, you'll find all of its good form is at sand end. It did run over the 600 there a few starts ago, uh, or the 5.95 and ran 34.17. So Fab's vegetable, vegetable, particularly if you see it at sand end. And from the Meadows on Saturday night, speaking of Seneki, Ashley Terry had one of these Seneki Fabwick uh, dogs in. It's the same as Professor Snitch, which uh, which we know up here. And actually, Professor Snitch did win the Warrigal St. Ledger on Friday night. But Aston Luciano had box seven, led all the way, 29.74, best of the night. So a couple there from Victoria, Fab's Vegetable and Aston Luciano. Good on you, mate. Thank you. Thanks, David. Jared Daffy with the Greyhound Black Bookers. Let's turn our attention to Rose Hill Gardens racing on Saturday. It was Golden Rose Day. Nick Burning's a racing analyst for Racing New South Wales. And he joins us this morning. Good morning, Nick. Good morning, David. How are you? Well, thank you. I'm glad you've black booked this first one called Celestial Legend because we didn't comment much on this yesterday on Past the Post, but I would make the assertion that if his run hadn't been slightly impeded, he wouldn't have beaten Osmosis, but he would have finished closer than that 1.17 lengths. Do you agree with me? Yeah, I do really agree. Um, As you said, that's probably the key point for me is... He's a horse that's obviously going to be suited over more ground. And so he was over a road to 1,100, which, you know, can be a little bit of a specialist distance. So I thought he was building really strongly into the race. But as you said, at that 200-metre mark, he just had his momentum halted. But the thing I really liked about him is how he didn't really turn it up. He just picked himself right back up and how he still he closed off strongly. I, I really liked this horse in its first preparation. He's clearly come back well again. Um He's probably suited more in time over that 12 to 1600 metre mark, somewhere around then. Um, so I, I just really like him as a horse, and wherever he goes, his preparation, I'm going to follow him. Yeah, I will be too, Celestial Legend, at 3285, last 600 metres. 
You're going to uh, Black Book Lions Raw, who ran in the, the Shannon Race 7. Tell us about the run. Yeah, it's a bit of an interesting horse, Lions Raw, but it's another one who just seems resuming like first up here over an unsuitable distance. But you go through his sectionals, he just got too far back, and then he was checked and blocked at a key stage. But he actually reeled off the fastest 200-meter split of the whole entire meeting. So that just tells me he's come back well. He's got now got a strong platform. So... Probably not second up, maybe third, fourth up. We're going to see this horse. I'm not sure which his target is, uh, but he might be just able to knock off one of these. Uh, these probably a group two, group three type of horse. So, um, yeah, I want to follow Lions Raw. He might go around at big odds next start. And Vienna Princess was another one resuming later in the day that you liked the run of. Yeah, she did have every chance, but I just liked how she did it with a bit of style there and just how she took the gap and, went and accelerated away from her rivals. She, again, also ran good closing splits. Just a real nice, improving mare who I think is in the career best form, and especially on these dry tracks, I think we can see her knock off another nice race this prep. Good on you, mate. Thanks for being with us. Thanks, David. Cheers. Nick Burney, black booking Celestia Legend. The run was good. Lions Raw and Vienna Princess. Ben Scadden back with us. Ben, good morning. Yeah, hi again, David. This uh, first one you're black booking, when I originally looked at its name, I thought it was nice-ish, but it's by Nikoni, so maybe it's Nickish. I th- yeah, I think so. Nickish is how I'm I'm going as well. Yeah, like I said, by Nikoni out of a mare called Inish Moore, so not a particularly creative name, but, um, <laughs> yeah, I'm saying Nickish as well. I thought it was, a, the run. it was a good run. Yeah, it was a good run on Saturday. She, uh, Caitlin Jones on board, and pretty aggressive ride. Um, had to do quite a lot of work to get to the front and I thought she did a really good job to box on and hold down second. The winner, Huggle Time, was way too good for them. I think it's a very promising horse, Huggle Time. I thought Nick, as I said, um, did a very good job to hold down second considering the amount of work she did early. Um, she's ready to win a race for sure. She's had the three runs now for, for Philip Stokes and, and being competitive in each of those three. And I thought Saturday showed that she's... Um, yeah, she's cherry ripe and, and ready to go. If a horse like Huggle Time wasn't in that race, then she obviously wins it. OK, that's Nickish out of the opener. H. D'Amico is the next one to Black Book. Contested race four. Yeah, so um, the next um, the next few I'm going to Black Book are all potentially Murray Bridge Cup runners, I think. So H. D'Amico, I think, is, is, a, is a definitely a chance of going to the Murray Bridge Cup. Um, He's come back in, in really good shape for Byron Cosmanis. He's had the had the two runs back. He was a he's a really good winner first up over the thirteen hundred. Then stepped up to up to fifteen fifty on Saturday, and um, he was the widest horse on the turn and he hit the line really strongly. Still, he's uh, he's beaten you know about a half neck in the end behind Thirsty Guess, that horse we talked about earlier. I just kept thinking you can kind of keep on following him with confidence. He's um he's been a horse who's improved each campaign. And from what we've seen from the two runs this time around, he's um, yeah he's really at the peak of his powers. And I, yeah, I think he's a chance of getting into the Murray Bridge Cup if they decide to head that way. And yeah, I think he can be competitive. We discussed on front say during press room. She's obviously she may have had issues. I mean, she's only had what the twelve starts, and she's now a six-year-old. Yeah. But you like to return on the weekend? Yeah, thought thought she was she was really good, and she's a you know she's at her best a very high quality mare on front say. She's. Um, yeah, she ran in some some good races last campaign. If you have a look, she uh, her previous run before she had that spell was in the Sunline Stakes Group Two race worth three hundred thousand. Look, she um, you know, she didn't race to her best that day, but um, you know, she's she's that kind of quality horse. She's a she's a black she's a um, a black type horse, and um, I thought the run on Saturday was very good. Uh, Lucky Nine didn't have a whole lot of luck with her from Barry Ten. She ended up tracking wide for basically the entire race. 
uh, but she was still coming on the line. She's got a got a very solid second up record as well, three starts for a win, a second and a third. So she's always around the mark, second up. Um, and that second up run, I would expect, will certainly be the Murray Bridge Cup in just under two weeks' time. And look, you, if she uh, she has luck in running, a track like Murray Bridge certainly suits her as well. Um, where there's plenty of space to wind up, I think she can another one who could be competitive. Okay, that's um, on from say. And tell us about the run of Magnetic Edge. Yeah, look, he's a horse we've seen a lot of. He's with uh, John Hickmott and Corinna Riggs out of the Murray Bridge stables there. Um, he's an eight-year-old and he's had 45 starts. But um, yeah, he was a he was a really big run on on Saturday. He was first up, um, and he was twenty six dollars out to eighty one dollars, so they didn't expect him to to race race too well. And he's this is shy of his of his best distance, I think. And he. Um, he ran a, ran a really big race on Saturday. He uh, he jumped okay, but then he decided to buck jump for what felt like a couple hundred metres, and you know really um, you know put himself at the back of the field. But he was he was steaming home late. Um, they got him in thirty three fifty, and look, he would have run home better than that. They haven't released the, the official sectionals for the uh, uh, for this this race meeting yet. But he was um, very very solid, and looks like he's come back in, in really good shape. Another horse with a pretty solid second up record. He's six starts for two wins. Um, a miles as far as he wants to go, so I wouldn't be certain that he's he would be ready to head to the Murray Bridge Cup. It might be a little bit too soon for him, but yeah, he's a horse who's come back in in really good shape, and um, yeah, he'll he'll win a race this preparation for sure. That's magnetic edge when they release those sectionals from hiding. Let me know. I <laughs> will do. Thanks, David. There is uh, Ben Scallon joining us. Colin McNiff was, of course, at Devonport yesterday. Colin, your first Blake Booker is Mister Rookwood, who just missed out on the first race. It's a five-year-old, a lively race. It's only had the two starts since coming down here to Tasmania. It's now trained by Leandra Gray. It ran home really well to finish second, beating a long head. That was over uh, 16.50 metres. As I say, lightly raced. Only nine starts. It's been placed on two occasions. Should open up its Tasmanian account very shortly. Liberty Ray was a semi-ruffian race four. Finished just behind the place getters, but you're suggesting we follow? Absolutely. Rattled home from the tail to run fourth in a class one. She's a three-year-old filly. She's only had the four starts. But unlike some of her opposition yesterday, I think she's got a bit of upside. She went on to boo as a two-year-old, then raced in a couple of good two-year-old races last season. Was resuming yesterday. It was a real eye-catching run. Liberty Ray, plenty of upside with her performance. And your other black booger is Cornelian Bay, who was also a runner-up in race eight. Yeah, second time in a row I've made him a black booger. Um, had to change course a couple of times in the home straight. Uh, went under narrowly. Not much luck. Uh, runner-up, he's past two starts. I think he's ready to go. One better, Cornelian Bay. No luck, he's past two. Cornelian Bay. Thanks for your time this morning, Colin. No worries. Thanks, David. Colin McNiff joining us from Tassie. Darren Clayton can't be with us today, but he's done all of the videos and he's come up with three horses to Black Book. Let's have a talk about them or discuss them. There's two, two out of Friday night at the Creek and one from Saturday night. First one from Albion Park on Friday is a horse called So Serious who was making its Queensland debut. It was... Um, Pushing it uphill from the start because the Bodine Blues was an odds-on favourite of the race. Drew Two Alley ultimately led all the way. So Sirius was able to come across from the, the five-gate, land the 1-1 trail and was, was spotting the Bodine Blues a, a big start down the back straight. Pulled out three wide at the 300 and was only beaten 3.2 metres when the judge called a halt. So certainly cut into the margin well. Individual sectionals were 55-37 and 27-64. It was a promising Queensland boobie so serious. I'm sure he'll more than pay his way, and certainly according to, to Darren. And Darren's other black booger from Friday night 
is Brookfield's beauty. It's a maiden, but Darren's saying to us, won't be a maiden for too long. It was a technically a one-win event. It drew gate one, didn't have the speed to take advantage of that and ended up a long way back towards the inside. Then moved into the running line uh, just before the bell. Came out 3-1 around the home turn and closed off nicely uh, behind the, the horse who was the forty winner, which was expected to win. The mile rate was 155.8. That's good for Maiden Company, so shouldn't be uh, a winless horse for too much longer. Brookfield's beauty. Saturday night, uh, Lord Zarais, who raced in the opening event, is one Darren suggests we follow. Had to go hard to, to secure the lead. Broke 27 seconds for the first 400 metres. Backed it off to 31.2. Just wasn't able to see it out over the closing stages. But still a good effort, according to Darren, to hold down second. Will take benefit from the run, which was only his second run from a spell. So third up, follow him, Lord Zarais, along with So Serious and Brookfield's Beauty. That is Black Bookers for this Monday, the 25th of September.